Morning, everybody. Have you got a tea or a coffee on the go? It's Friday, the 10th of March. Oh, that's hot. <laughs> and I realize that you can't see the breakfast show if, if I haven't got my uh, background doesn't work, does it? Anyway, no, never mind that. I have some good news, some actual good news for agents this morning. And this will prove to you that I'm not just a doommonger and a, and a scaremonger, all the rest of it. And I just genuinely do see what I think. And, and I think I'm one of the first people to say this. It's not massively good news in the grand scheme of things, but it's genuinely good news. And it's just based on a number of indicators. And that is this. In the last few weeks, my biggest fear was a, was the how far transaction volumes were going to fall this year. And I think we're just seeing early signs of better transaction activity with a lot more stock coming to the market, gradually more realistically priced. And there are still people who want to buy and who do have uh, the funds to buy if the prices are right. I still think house prices are coming down. And that's what I'm going to go into right now. But but I do think uh, I am slightly less concerned about just how few transactions there are going to be than I was. I was really worried about the market going to deep freeze, which is just bad for everybody. Um, uh, and I just, I mean, it's still going to be a lot lower transactions than last year. It's still going to be bad from that point of view, but I, I just not as bad as I feared. I genuinely think that actually transaction volumes themselves could be okay if you are a decent, honest, competent, skillful, professional agent. Anyway, yesterday I was asked by uh, an agent who many of you will know, Christian Byfield from Base Property Services in, in Shoreditch. <clears throat> he said, Charlie, he couldn't understand why I seemed determined that there would be a cataclysmic housing crash, to use his words exactly. And in this, in this um, video this morning, I want to answer the question. He said, his, his question was, why do you think it's going to be so much worse than 2008? That was his precise question. And that's what's led me to, to, I thought to myself, there must be a lot of people asking that same question. Like, okay, there's a downturn, but why, is it, why, why do I think it's gonna be so much worse? And I've actually got 10 reasons. And these are all, you don't need a calculator for any of these reasons. These are all just very simple things that you can either go yes or no, yes or no, yes or no, uh, and agree with. There are 10 real reasons, every single one of which has a direct impact on the affordability of housing, which is why prices are going to come down so far. So for those of you who are new to the channel, this is, a, this is by the way, exclusively for estate agents. These videos on Best Agent are just for estate agents. Everyone's welcome to watch them if anyone else is interested, but they're here for agents only. Um, if you're a mover watching this, you should go and watch me on Moving Home with Charlie. That's, that's where your stuff is. Um, but everyone's welcome here. So. The first thing to understand as different about 2008 compared to now is that what caused the 2008 crisis was a banking liquidity crunch, which meant that suddenly the availability of mortgages just dried up, all right? That is the main cause of the 2008 financial crisis. And it was a financial crisis, okay? Literally, there weren't enough mortgages for people to borrow. The lenders had to stop lending because there was this massive uh, crunch, liquidity crunch. It's just like, you know, all the, the cogs and the whirring cogs, of the whole banking system just, just jammed up uh, and lending couldn't happen. And so without the lending, the, the, the housing market took a big dive. OK, that is not 
what's happening now. House prices are falling now, and it has nothing to do with banks' liquidity. All right? There's plenty of money to learn banks. Yes, um, mortgage products were removed. That was more about a concern about house prices than, than anything else. The number of mortgage products has crept back up again, which is a good sign. Um, so that's, but here are the 10 reasons. So to, number one, it was a, a banking crisis, not, uh, uh, um, not a housing crisis. But these are the differences in no particular order. But probably the single biggest difference is that here we are in 2023 and we have had 12, 10 or 12 years of historically unprecedented low interest rates, right? This is reason number one. And what that means is, is that far more people than usual have been able to afford to buy a house because the cost of borrowing has been much lower than it ever has been in the past for a long time. And that has created an inflationary effect on house prices. That's point number one, right? So 12 years of low rates leading up to where we are now is unprecedented historically and has had a disproportionate effect on house prices. Number two, there was no recession in 2008. We we do have a recession now. Okay, technically, whatever, it was zero. But everybody knows that we're in recession. We're still expected to go into recession in 2023. And the, 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 everyone knows that the economy has been contracting for, for over six months. Number three, and it's a different from a recession, right? There's a cost of living crisis. And the reason it's different is that um, the cost of living crisis eats up people's disposable income on fuel and energy and food, okay? And that has hit people's affordability to the point where mortgage affordability has had to be readjusted because of the cost of living crisis. So there was no, there was no cost of living crisis in 2008. That's number three. Number four, there was no big war in Europe happening in 2008. Okay, that is a big, big cloud of uncertainty hanging over everything, and it does have an effect on on the economy and the housing market and banks and lending and risk and everything else. Okay, number four, number five, there wasn't rampant inflation in two thousand and eight. Okay, we didn't have that then, and we do now. It's, it's still very, very high inflation right now. It's coming down gradually, and it will come down gradually, but not fast enough. Um, but we, there was no high inflation in 2008. Number six, 2008 had not seen 13 or 14 years of quantitative easing. Okay. Now, quantitative easing is not putting money in, into, the, into the hands of consumers. That's not what it is. People think it is. It's not. It is the bank buying bonds off lenders. And what it does is it helps banks shore up balance sheets and stuff like that because it props up. So it, it is an indirect inflationary measure, okay, QE. And there hadn't been all those years of quantitative easing leading up to 2008, but there has been now. Number seven, we are facing rising interest rates. Next week, the Bank of England is expected to rise interest rates again. We didn't have rising interest rates in 2008. In fact, that's when they started to drop. Another big difference, okay? So there's the seven things that are different in the lead up to uh, the 2008 uh, house price falls compared to now. And what then happened? So, so, so since between then and now, and the 15 years from then to now, everything has basically been pushing house prices. All of those things. Um, so we... These are the big changes that have, that have triggered what we've got now, right? Um, not only has quantitative easing stopped, all right, 
it's it's actually gone into reverse. It's now quantitative tightening. So it's having it's not like they've just finished quantitative easing and they're not going to do more money money printing. They're now unprinting the money to use that expression. Okay, that's number one. Number two, um, as you all know, since two thousand and thirteen, we've had help to buy, and help to buy was like turbocharging house prices. So, so low interest rates was was like the generator, the inflator. So you must you, you might be looking at the thing on the bottom of the screen, wondering what the hell is he talking about generated turbocharging. But here, here we go, right? So the generator was low, very low interest rates meant more buyers could afford to buy than otherwise would have been the case. That was inflating house prices. Okay, then help to buy came along, and that put a turbocharger on it. And it didn't. If you look at the house price graph, you can see in 2013, pop, house prices started climbing more steeply, and that and then. As we came into the pandemic, with house prices climbing quite steeply, there was then a stamp duty holiday, which put nitrous oxide and it house prices up even for, even faster, and then furlough and bounce back loan money, just flooding the economy with money. That really was that was that was money printing, right? That was flooding the economy. So suddenly, house prices did that for five ten years, and they did that with help to buy, then they did that with stamp duty holiday, and then they did that with with furlough money and all of that has stopped. All of that stopped. Okay. The QE has stopped. The low interest rates have stopped. Help to buy has stopped. And is not help to buy stops in this month is not being extended. Um, and the stamp duty holiday obviously stopped. And they've announced on the help to buy page that there are no plans to extend it or replace it. So, guys, there's 10 things, all of which are different to 2008. Okay all of which are major contributing factors to house prices. And, and I don't think the people who do conventional house price analysis aren't comparing eggs and eggs here. And they're going, oh, well, last time this, and oh, last time. There's nothing different. All of this is new. Everything I've just read out to you here hasn't happened before. We haven't had a housing market where this is the case. So, uh, I would urge you to, to you know, if, if that hasn't gone in and you're thinking about it, just rewind the video and watch it again when I finished. Um, because this is why the people who are aware, so your buyers and sellers, your clients, right? Your clients who are aware of everything I've just outlined struggle to understand any agents out there saying, guys, oh, it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Because what they're not going to do is sit there and go, well, hang on a second. Have you, have you considered taking these 10 things into account? They're just going to go, okay, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, now, everything on I've just read out those ten that list of ten things is ten verifiable facts. They're verifiable historical facts or currently verifiable facts. There is zero opinion contained in that list of ten factors I've just given you. Zero opinion. This is not Charlie. What is he? Don't know what he's talking about. These, these are all actual. No, no one disagrees with this. Not even the craziest people disagree with anything on that list. Right. All of those things happened or didn't happen, as I said. And unless you think that any of those don't have an effect on the housing market, I'd be fascinated to hear that, that argument if that's what you think. You know, if you think, if you're an agent and you think that any of those things for some reason don't have an impact on the housing market, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear what your, your reasons why, because I haven't yet heard anyone say that help to buy ending, for example, isn't going to have a negative effect on house prices. All right, guys, um, I hope that that is helpful. I hope you can understand that I, this is not me making any prophecies. This is me reporting what's happened in the past to help you make up your own mind about what's happened in the future. 
this is the reason that I think house prices are going to fall further than most other people do. This is the reason that house prices have at the coalface already fallen 10 to 12% in less than a year. So I think they're going to fall 35%. This is opinion, right? My, my projection of 35% is pure opinion, but it's based on all of this fact and, and information. I think that we've already at the coalface. So if, if there was a metric or an index that reports what house prices are being agreed today, in fact, I've got something to back this up. Um, house prices being agreed today are being agreed at a much lower rate. And I think they're going to be, when they're finally reported, you'll see that house prices being agreed in March 2023 are about 10% lower than they were in May 2022. Um, and I do actually have something, which is that uh, I've got some best agent data that came out last night. Um, I will just share with you. Okay, and what you can see on here, it has uh, ignore the little green things. It's still we're still snagging this, but the median price. This this figure here, I want to draw your attention to. Hang on, is yeah, the median price of under offer stock has just dropped another five grand in the last two weeks. Okay, that's about four percent drop. Sorry, two, it's just under two percent drop in the last two weeks. So that is the published asking price of properties advertised as sold subject to contract has fallen by just under 2% in the last two weeks, all right? And that's based, and the other thing that's happened is that um, the total number of homes available for sale continues to climb, uh, whilst the total number of sale agreed does not, it climbs much more slowly at about a quarter of the pace. So there's roughly four times more properties coming onto the market than there are going under offer, if that makes sense. Um, all right, guys. Um, I hope that's helpful. I hope, just a reminder, good news. I think that as sellers are getting more realistic, and they are, that's what I'm hearing everywhere, sellers are starting to come to terms with reality. Oh, that's only taken them six months, hasn't it? Um, uh, I hope that that means it gives you a bit of hope and a bit of optimism as we go into the weekend that maybe if you make sure that you don't list the unrealistic sellers' properties, let them go to the agents. Those really unrealistic sellers and the unrealistic agents kind of deserve each other. Um, for the rest of you who are switched on and focusing on transactions, watch out for the realistic sellers and watch out for the buyers and treat the buyers like, like walking fees. Um, have a fantastic weekend, and I will see you on Monday morning at 7.45. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.